is with you. Let us pray. God of Abraham, Moses, and the prophets, your covenant binds us as sisters and brothers. Help us to overcome the scandal of poverty, the fixed chasm of indifference, and to recognize the wounded poor through Jesus Christ, the builder of bridges. Amen. This week, the streets of Isla Vista and the halls of UCSB were once again teeming with life as the new fall quarter began. It's a time when some people are leaving their homes for the first time and some people are finding their own homes away from home for the first time. As a native Californian at grad school on the East Coast, I often felt out of place. Once in a while, I'd sneak up to Boston to visit an old friend of mine from high school, from our youth group in Carmel, who was also doing graduate work back East. His name was Abram. He was getting his PhD in political science for, at BU, he was not your typical doctoral candidate. He was a DJ and went by the incredible moniker PhDJ. He was also a bicycle repairman and a guy that liked to fix up things that he found on the street. And he was a freegan. According to Wikipedia, a freegan is one who quote, practices limited participation in the conventional economy and minimal consumption of resources, particularly through recovering wasted goods like food. In other words, Abram was a dumpster diver. He got the majority of his food by collecting it from the trash behind grocery stores. Abram didn't ask for much, just the ability to collect what was already being thrown away, much like Lazarus. Lazarus, who lived outside a rich man's gate, was not asking for much, just scraps that fell on the floor. Mind you, this rich man was really rich. At this time, saying that he dressed in purple implied the rich man enjoyed a wealth that was on par with royalty. The emperor Nero forbade the use of certain purple dyes because it threatened the royalty mark. Emperor Caligula had the king of Mauritania murdered because of the splendor of his purple cloak. The rich man in Luke didn't just dress in purple. He had fine linen. He feasted sumptuously every day. Think a big barbecue every day with, <laughs> with the taco truck like we had 
on Sunday the 25th. These days, most of us can feast just about whenever we want. But historically, that was unheard of. Feasting was a rare communal act. And while the rich man feasts every day, Lazarus is starving. All Lazarus wants are scraps, dumpster diving, but even more extreme. The Roman writer, writer Juvenal, who is probably a contemporary of Luke's, alludes to the welfare system of antiquity. He says, By attending the door of the rich, a poor client might get a sportula, either a basket of food or some money to buy food for the day. But Lazarus is denied that. Lazarus had boils on his skin that the street dogs would lick. Gross! Remember the interaction in Matthew 15 between Jesus and the Canaanite woman. She said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. The rich man denied Lazarus crumbs. He treated Lazarus worse than a dog, less than human. Poor Lazarus dies and is carried away by angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also dies, and it's tempting in this story to focus on these depictions of heaven and hell. But let's not get distracted by that. This is a story about a neglected poor man and the rich man who neglected him. If we try to make it about something else, we perpetuate that neglecting of a poor man. The rich man dies and becomes the one who is suffering. Amidst that suffering, like Lazarus, he does not ask for much. A dip of a finger in water would suffice. But notice how the rich man asks. He still treats Lazarus like a servant, like a poor man, just as he treated him in life. Ched Myers claims that the rich man and all of us who are complicit in systems that dehumanize the poor are also sick. Myers calls our illness affluenza. We are so accustomed to our privileges and habits that we don't see those just beyond the safety of our homes. The last few weeks, we've talked about the currency of God, the currency of love. Despite his depravity, Lazarus is rich in the currency of God. Following his death, Lazarus is surrounded by love. Angels wait on him. He sits at the side of Abraham. He is loved. The story is full of parallels between Lazarus and the so-called rich man. Lazarus is named. The rich man is not. The rich man speaks, but Lazarus is silent or voiceless. There's the gate and the chasm, earthly illness and affluenza. Just as the rich man's wealth was extravagant, so Lazarus's situation in the economy of love is extravagant. 
liberation theologians like Gustavo Gutierrez write about God's preferential option for the poor. Gutierrez reminds us that the God who liberated the Israelites from bondage calls us to participate in continual liberation. He says, the poor person does not exist as an inescapable fact of destiny. The poor are a byproduct of the system in which we live and for which we are responsible. Hence, the poverty of the poor is not a call to generous relief action, but a demand that we go and build a different social order. In this passage, there are two interconnected messages. The message to the poor is somebody cares. God cares about you. The message to the rich is be the one who cares. Be the one who sees the 5.8 million undocumented people living in the United States. Be the one who feeds the 34% of college students who struggle with hunger and food insecurity. Be the one who refuses to allow the status quo to demean our LGBTQ sisters and brothers. Care. Care for your roommate, care for the stranger, care for your child who, like our three-year-old, woke this week every night crying at the top of the stairs. Be the one who cares because we are all cared for. We are all freegans of grace. Each breath we receive is a gift of love, eternal, caring for us here and now. Despite the dichotomy of this parable there, we are not simply either or. We've all felt like Lazarus. We've all felt like the rich man. So as we care and are cared for, we step into the reality that we have everything we need. We have Moses and the prophets. We have the benefit of someone who rises from the dead. We have the care and attention of God. As you start this school year, as you enter this next phase of life, as you work toward your dreams, as you follow your passions, as you strive to become the person you have always wanted to be, as you long to help people but don't know how, as you face climate change, income inequality, houselessness, healthcare reform, immigration, and the decline of democracy, as you take on anything at all, know this. You have everything you need. Like Lazarus, you are surrounded by love eternal. Amen.
Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.